Joplin is not only my first service dog, she's also my first dog. That's Colleen Connor. Joplin, a two-year-old dog, is off the clock at the moment, which is why she felt free to lick the microphone. When she's not working, you can often find Joplin carrying around a white nylabone in her mouth. She lets it dangle like a giant dog cigarette. Their job is to avoid obstacles, tell you where curbs and steps are, and it's really fun to see how a dog can differentiate that at all they know oh it's time to work and then "Ah, i'm out of my harness wiggle wiggle it's not as simple as picking out a dog you like or calling an institution to let them know you're in need of a guide dog it's a process and that involves a doctor's note to prove that you're blind enough (laughs) to (laughs) warrant getting a dog. Um, You're physically fit, where you would be able to walk and take care of a dog. Um, Financially, you need to be able to take care of a dog. I had to get three letters of recommendation. Do you have a fenced-in yard? Where would you be taking them for yard time um, and walks? And what do you do each day? Let's see. Colleen's talking about trainers from Seeing Eye in Morristown, New Jersey. This is the place where training guide dogs for blind and visually impaired people started in the U.S. Colleen also did a test called a Juno Walk, where a trainer first checked out Colleen's mobility skills with her cane. Then, the trainer took the place of a dog on a harness to see how receptive Colleen was to the trainer's movements and how she did learning some of the guide dog commands. And they talked to me about my personality what I like to do, what kind of music I listen to, if I sing, if I go to a lot of parties, if I'm a quiet person, what transportation do I normally take, and what would I want from this relationship with the dog. With all this info and a picture of Colleen in hand, the trainer went back. They were looking to see if they had a dog who passed the puppy tests who would be a good match for Colleen. Apparently, they had this Wiggle Wiggle, who is very smart and fast, and she's a golden retriever crossed with a yellow lab. Between the time that I submitted online to actually going to the seeing eye to live there for a month and meet Joplin and train with her was about a whole year. So <laughs> when they first called me, okay, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And I immediately do the, you know, the professional like interview, like customer service voice. I'm like, hello, this is Colleen. Hi, Hi Colleen. This is, you know, so-and-so from the scene. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? We think we have somebody we'd like you to meet. Oh, that's great. I'm so excited. And my first inclination was to just throw down the phone and start running like a Muppet with my arms in the air around the apartment like, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I tried to keep that inside and just go, really? Yes, I'm, no, I'm so excited and I'm, I'm very interested, yes. Mm-hmm. 
May 1st rolled around, once they called with my plane ticket information, I immediately went into, this is a terrible idea. I shouldn't do this. I'm going to be terrible for this dog. I can't even take care of myself. I'm going to be taking care of another being. being. You know, it's not like I can fold up a dog and put it away at the end of the day. When I take the harness off, it's still going to be there. Oh my goodness. What if they give me this giant 90-pound shepherd that's going to haul me around and not going to love? It will not <laughs> like me. The dog is going to hate me. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. What if I get home with the dog and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, I'm not guiding. And it just doesn't like, what if I'm too fat to guide? And I remember getting in the building and them orienting me to my bedroom. And I just started crying because everything was so accessible. And it was the first time that just people knew how to interact with visually impaired people like we were people. They assume your independence and if you need something you'll ask and there was braille on the phone and it was just great. It was two more days of interviews and walks together. By the third day, Colleen was ready for a guide dog or even for it to not work out. She was willing to go home solo if they didn't have a match. And I'm sitting on my bed, and then I hear these jinglies down the hallway. I get a knock on my door, and my instructor says, Hi, Colleen. And I said, Hi. And she goes, I'm going to open the door, and I want you to meet somebody. And I said, Okay. And she was like, I want you to say, Joplin, come. Her name is Joplin. And I was like, What? Because I'm a music major, musical theater, and you know, one of my huge fears was that I was going to get this dog that was named something heinous. You have no say in naming the dog because it's been trained with its name. There was legitimately a cue litter with a dog named Quesadilla. Oddly enough, there was a fajita and a taco as well. <laughs> Joplin, come. And she comes wiggling in. And she starts weaving in and out of my legs like a cat. And when I sat down, she tried to tunnel under my legs, but she was so soft. I think she's part chinchilla. Um, but she's just this blonde, blonde girl. And she's got these like toasty little golden accents. And then these longer, soft, darker retriever ears. And they leave you for two hours to just get to know your puppy. And that was kind of the start of my, my journey. I was starting a relationship that I would also have to end. My brain is so forward thinking that way that I really had to shut down those thoughts. After that, I just focused on our work. I was on the plane flying home. And I looked down at my feet and there was a dog and I just went, Oh, God, you're coming with me. <laughs> I said, okay, we got this. Here's a cookie. I don't know what's going on. Okay. 
She's a cross between a golden retriever and a yellow lab. Goldador. Goldador. And there were some people that called them glabs. <laughs> golden golden lab. Which the more professional name, golden, golden Labrador. Some people just refer to them as crosses. Those, there's Labrador Retriever is another one. I call her a Labahoover because she is a foodie. Frankly, a tissuey and a, and a cardboardy and a, she'll eat anything. So, Goldiever. <laughs> Goldiever. Retrieving. <laughs> just, just straight up retrieving. Doing a job. <laughs> she does play fetch very well. Although Joplin's primary work is keeping Colleen safe as they navigate the world, she's taken on more and more work in the few months they've been together. Joplin is attentive to Colleen's depression, anxiety, and chronic pain. I think that these dogs are trained to be observant and have big hearts. The first time I was crying on the floor, she came up to me and she put her face right in my face and she just stared at me. And then she just sat down right next to me. And she just sat there. And she wasn't snuggle-bugging, you know, she wasn't um, licking me, anything. She just sat right next to me like, hey, mom, I gotcha. And um, I was cried harder because I was amazed by that. Another time I was having um, a nightmare. And I woke up to her with her little front paws on the bed and her face in my face like, mom, what's going on? you need to wake up something weird's happening they know that something's wrong and i don't necessarily think a dog can be like oh you have chronic pain right now let me be a nurse and and get you a blanket and stuff but they go hmm something's wrong mommy feels different i'll sit near her in case she says a thing that's kind of my sense of it i work from home and then I have the audio description training retreats business. And so I'll travel and do these retreats or I'll travel and do just one speaking gig or something. So I spend a lot of time at home and I spend a lot of time by myself because um, my roommates are more nine to five type people. And where I'm living right now, I don't have a huge support or friend base. And so I just have felt very isolated now with Joplin, she's always right there. She wants always to be able to see me. Even if she's napping, she wants to open her eyes and go, okay, mommy's in the room. Otherwise, she'll come look for me. Even when I'm among the public and I feel isolated, she's there. So is she dreaming and drinking water in her dreams? What are you doing, babe? Oh, we do. We will. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> she's decided she's coming over to say hello. Hi, sweetie. Do you want to sit? Okay. Would you like to sit with mommy? You're like, hey, we're talking about how you're not isolated anymore. So I'll now lay on your legs. <laughs> she, I think sometimes she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> For all the positives Joplin brings to Colleen's life, there's another side to things. Other people. She's adorable. And so <laughs> she's my little biscuit. And so people get really distracted by her. 
Whereas I would scare people with my cane, where I'm like coming with the cane and they're like, a oh, blind woman, move out of the way. Oh my God, move the children. Um, now they creep closer. In general, I think people are aware of the protocol that you really do not distract or touch someone's service dog. They think I can't tell that they're going to sneak a pet in or, or my favorite is the people who will already be petting her. And go, oh, is she friendly? <laughs> like, first of all, you would have already found out at that point. Second of all, please don't pet my dog while she's working. Even if we walk by and you go, that dog is so cute. That's okay with me. Um, and even if you approach someone and ask. But the people who come up and just, she's there for for their pleasure, for their enjoyment for some reason. She's not for you. Your, your hands are on my dog. You might not have clean hands. You are distracting her from her work and that affects her training all the way around because she's going to start to think that even in her harness, every person who passes her is supposed to give her love. And so she's going to be, instead of focused on my safety, going, look at all the people who will love me now. <laughs> and, and it's really grating and annoying at the people who, um, I know I'm not supposed to pet her, but look at that face. And they're already petting her. And I'm like, you just said, you know, you're not supposed to. And you did it anyway. And these people just, those are the people that, I have to, you know, be very short with a, please don't pet my dog. She's working. And also I don't want to be the bad guy. I hate having to say all day, please don't pet my dog. She's a dog. She can't differentiate if people pet her all the time. I've had people across a restaurant just at the table next to us. She's being very good. She's under the table where she's supposed to be laying down. Um, and somebody in the table I can hear them going, oh, look at, hi, yes, and look at the puppy, look at the puppy. They react to that. I don't care the best trained dog ever is going to start going, oh, I want the love. I need to, I need, and it's like they need to be validated. Like they need to be like, I'm the dog whisperer of dog people. This dog is so cute that it needs to acknowledge me and come over. And it just... Uh. A lot of people have questions as to should I get a service dog or not? It's something you have to take care of and love and support. If you put in the time and the care for the dog, you will get out of it a positive multifaceted relationship if you want to get a service dog because you heard that you can walk faster but you don't like dogs uh don't get a service dog it's a piece of medical equipment but it is alive and needs you as much as you need it you can't treat it like a cane and for people who are around service dogs Yes, it is a dog, but it's also a piece of medical equipment. And so for those who are 
observing service dogs, that's what you need to do is observe. We are trained to completely provide all of the dog's needs and we are committed to that. So when you see a dog and, and a person working together, just observe it as what it is, this beautiful relationship that allows the person to be more independent and to have a companion and know that we don't mistreat them. They are happy to be working. They like their job. And it's a living, breathing creature that is incredible. Get your dinner. Sit. I love you. I love you. Okay. I say it every time. I love you. I love you. Every episode is transcribed. Links, guest info, and transcripts are all at whoamitostopit.com, my disability arts blog. I'm Cheryl. This, this is, is Pigeonhole. 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 Don't sit where society puts you. <laughs> <laughs>